Hello everybody, welcome to the A-Strings Podcast. This is episode 9, I'm Adam. I'm Andrew. Here we go! Welcome. Welcome in. For all our fans in Germany, I guess. Marcus, maybe? Yeah. He brought us in that, remember the chocolate salami? Yeah, you've sent us a recipe, haven't you, through to our yes. group chat. Yeah. So Tom is going to have a go at it. For the season, Tom's the only one that can... For the season finale. <laughs> Tom's going to make us a chocolate sausage. Finale salami. <laughs> How you doing, Tom? Good, thanks, yeah. There he is. Yeah, he's promised a chocolate... You said about a chocolate log earlier. <laughs> I was just like, just, yeah, surprise us. But don't put too much effort. Don't put too much effort in. Don't take too much time out of your, uh, your free time. Is it biscuit news yet? No, it's normal news oh, okay. first. Right. This is the news. So, shop news. So, it was Chris's birthday. It was. It was the big 3-0 for Chris this Tim, week. Yeah. We took him to Frankie and Penny's. <laughs> Got the yeah. birthday song. Which isn't the isn't Happy Birthday and uh, Cliff Richard anymore. Which is quite no. annoying. It's um, Stevie Wonder. Yeah. I think they ditched it, didn't they, after the whole BBC debacle and then never picked it back no, up. No, they did bring it back. It was back. I got a Frankie it? Benny's enough to be able to tell you that um, it did come back because we did, I did think that. Yeah, well, how how long much, can we they... We know how much you go to Frankie and Benny's because every time we go in there, <laughs> all the staff are like, hi, Dad. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, their profits are taking a dive since I discovered the taste card. Yeah. They used to come in and, you know, they used to rub their hands when they see me. No, half price. Thank you very much. Thank you. So yeah, so we took Chris to Frankie and Benny's. I don't know if it was just out of spite or not, but they took his um, dessert order, like uh, obviously towards the end of the meal. He said, oh yeah, I'll have <laughs> Vanoffee pancakes. And just as the birthday thing, they brought him, they brought him a huge plate. Oops. They brought him a huge plate of just Vanoffee, like Vanoffee. Yeah. Vanoffee and toffee. So, you know, he ate that and he said, oh, I can't eat anymore. And then and they then brought they him brought the thing pancakes. that he had a pay for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because yeah. we had my birthday there. Yeah, and I just had the little cupcake. And, uh, and no, I, no, you didn't just have the cupcake. You didn't you have a side of uh, concussion with that? Oh yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I can't remember. So can you? Yeah, I fill can... me in on what happened. So we didn't prepare in advance with regards to buying a cake to take along to Frankie and Benny's, which is fine. I was thirty, it's, but we I've... didn't for Chris. I so don't take it personally. Oh. And they, I think they've got their kind of stock, kind of. Uh, fairy cakes for, for people's birthdays. Yeah. And I think they get them on the cheap because <laughs> they tend to be on the tougher side mm. for reasons you realise without having to sink your teeth into it because Very true. We were, everyone in the restaurant was singing happy birthday to the local uh, YouTube star. And uh, as you were blowing out the candle, you kind of put you were going to put your face into it, but... Tom, I don't know whether he hit, he hit you with the cake or whether he pushed your no. He head. pushed my right. He pushed the hat, my hand into my face. Right. So, so you had the cake in your hand. Yeah, yeah. Right. So you had the cake and in your hand. He slapped my hand up into my face. And yeah, but it didn't have the desired effect. It didn't have the comedy kind of custard nope. pie in the face. No, thing. it was rock hard. Yeah. and it hurt you. It did. Your eyes were watering. It, it did hurt. Yeah. Well, it, it had you in the it, eye. I think it, it hurt it, more emotionally that he would do that to me. Yeah, that's what. But for me, it was. It happened so fast. And it was so hard <laughs> that we were we we're all shocked. Tom was there kind of smiling, expecting everyone to be kind of ah! And in fact we were all just shocked and said, Tom, Adam's hurt, mate. <laughs> it's just a little bit awkward all around, wasn't it? Yeah. We we can laugh about it now. Yeah. But, you know, five months after the event. The thing is I actually know how hard them cakes are. <laughs> That's the worst thing about yeah. it. Yeah. So, this week we have been running, from the end of last week to this week, we've been running a little competition in the shop. It's comic relief, and we're going crazy. We've all got our red noses, mainly because it's... Alcoholism. Because it's cold outside. (laughs) Yeah, so we are running a little uh, competition in the shop where we've got a (laughs) massive jar of plectrums. um, Me and Tom had a bit of a chat last week, because obviously you were off. I was last week, except for the podcast. You wouldn't live. You wouldn't let your listeners down. No, I wouldn't let you. He down. never did let his listeners down. Is what they'll say about you when you're gone. That's on my epitaph. 
Um, so we said, you know, we should do something for comic relief, mm-hmm. you know, try and raise a little bit. And we said, yeah, what can we do? You know, guess this, guess that. I said, well, guess the amount of plectrums in the jar. And Tom comes on the corner and says, look what I've done. Like that. He's filled up a big jar full of plectrums of yeah. a variety of different sorts. And my first reaction was, Tristan's going to go mad. Yeah. And my next sentence was, you realise the stock take next week, which it has been stock take. It has been stock take, yeah. And... I start laughing. Tom starts laughing, but uh, Tristan came in. Uh, when did he? When did he start stock taking? Uh, I was off one night. Yeah, so maybe Wednesday or maybe week, yeah. Saturday, and uh, yeah, he's not happy. No, because at, <laughs> whoever guesses it is going to win a lovely uh, Squire Mustang guitar, which is worth twice as much as what it is. I think it's, it's a brilliant, brilliant guitar. Yeah, yeah, they are. Um, we were thinking about maybe trying to get it signed by somebody like Phil Campbell, or mm-hmm. who actually bought one last week. Yeah, he did. Yeah, or maybe Jameson Mannix. But we thought, you know, you're going to enjoy the guitar more with it not being signed. You yeah. Know? So yeah, so it's a. Um, what what color have we gone for? Blue. The imperial blue. So it's the oh, nice. it's most popular color. So it's not like we're giving you the black one or any of the. Uh... So yeah, it's a good prize, I think. Yeah. But somebody's got to count the plectrums, and there are a lot of plectrums in that jar. Yes, there are. A lot of plectrums. Yeah, there's a couple of guesses on that sheet which are way too low. Yeah. I mean, you think, yeah, you think of sort of a handful is about. Well, we, 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 we buy them in bags of 72. Yeah. yeah. A gross, uh, half gross pack. Kind and of that's thing. probably about a handful. And it? yeah. And there's. It's not even a handful, I wouldn't say. I think no. that you could probably get. And, you know, this jar is. It's a big coffee jar, isn't it? So it's a, right, so it's one of the, the, the big. Um, big... 750 gram coffee jars and Thomas filled it to the brim which if you're coming in looking for sharpies next um, in the next seven days forget it yeah <laughs> because first of all we're not going to be able to find what you want more than likely but apart from that we can't tamper with the uh, with the competition with no. the competition rules is rules yeah I think there's about 2,000 odd in there I've gone north of that yeah I said seven, two seven fifty. Yeah, well, you. And I've, I've put my money where my mouth is. And if I win, I'm not putting the prize back in. You're going to take it. Yeah. Sell an eBay. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'll put it back in because this is the kind of guy I am. We're running until the end of play comic relief because we have got to wrap up stock take at some point. <laughs> yeah. So what's comic relief Friday? So comic tomorrow. Relief's next Friday. Yeah. Um, tomorrow for listeners. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Yeah, it's only a few days. So if you're listening to this and you haven't entered, you've got until end of day. Yeah. You can give us a call if you Friday. want. Give us a call and, and we'll put your name down on the um, on the sheet and you can settle yeah. up with us. Yeah. It's a pound to go. T's and C's play. Shop news. New Ernie Ball strings. Yes. So, so there's the, the Burley and the Ultras. Yeah. It's starting to script the barrel a little bit with names now, aren't they? <laughs> Ultra Slinky, I would have thought, would have been lighter than Seventh. Extra Slinky. Yeah. You know, it doesn't make sense. It's a, Ultra Slinky is 10 to 48, they're which big, is... They're like hybrids again, aren't they? Yeah, so it's basically the, the bottom ends of the 11s and the top ends of the yeah. 10s. And then, then you've got the Burleys, which, which are... eleven Between 11 and 12, is it? Yeah, so I think they're for like drop C. So it's... Right. Um, yeah, 11 to 60 or something like that. Mm. But these, these are Which cages. is fine, you know, it... Dario absolutely flooded the market with every single ga- and GHS with every single gauge you could ever want. Why not any ball? Yeah. It's, it's the variety is good. I just think they need to rethink their name. That's right, though. Ultra, you would think is yeah is extreme the, is the most. Yeah, maybe that's the next one. Extreme slinky. Yeah, what would that be sevens? Yeah, can you go any lighter than a seven? Um, I don't know of anybody who does does that. Yeah. What are you laughing at? <laughs> Our sheet says Facebook Saga Palava. So tell me about the Saga Palava. The <laughs> the Facebook Saga Palava. So on Wednesday last week, yes. I dug out a text that my dad had sent me from about a week before, whereby uh, my dad does, does some work with the police. And uh, one of his mates gave him a couple of numbers for Facebook. He says that he said he tried them both himself. They both work. Try them out. Now, I didn't call him before last Wednesday because we got the BBC involved and I didn't want to kind of go down 
10 lines of inquiry at once because it gets messy and it's yeah. not fair on them if they put an effort into it exactly well you know let's give them you know time to breathe time to kind of do their thing yeah but Wednesday last week I was just thinking oh, it was you just get these moments of hit you and you feel like you need to do something so I dug out these numbers and I called the one number and his Facebook USA that I've got through in the past through to in the past and it's just you dial it you, you press a number to get through to somebody and it always tells you to go back to the uh, to Facebook, the, the web page. Yeah, yeah. So I called this other number, this London number, and it got through to a chap with a, like an Indian accent. So I thought that maybe it's one of these kind of remote workers that has become more and more popular now. Especially, you can imagine someone like Facebook, they would use remote it doesn't. Workers, it could so. be anywhere, can't it? It doesn't have yeah. to be. Yeah, yeah. So I started speaking to this guy, telling him about the situation, and he started asking some questions that kind of made me wonder why he's asking these questions because you should be able to see everything in front of him. But Facebook is so big now that it's obviously difficult to get in touch with them. It's obviously got to the point where there's so many different departments that it, it becomes quite difficult to... Um, I, I think they're all segregated. You know, they, they don't inter, you know, communicate with each other. No. So um, he put me on hold and uh, said, so you need to speak to somebody. He put me on hold. And I was on hold for about a minute, minute and a half. And he said, right, I can get this sorted for you. I said, Brilliant. He goes, yeah, so basically what we need to do, we need to verify that you are who you are. Basically, uh, is the reason he said it was copyright, and but we can take this thing down, and it's not a problem. We can get it reinstated. Brilliant. And he said, what I need is um, proof of your identity, so I need a copy of your passport or driving license, ideally both. But um, there'd also be a £50 fee uh, to process the, the details because they go through a third-party company to to verify user details. I said, okay. And he said, type in this web page to, um, uh, and basically he'll help me through the entire thing. He'll take control of the iPad or the computer mm-hmm. and he will um, help me through the process. <laughs> I've just been watching Homeland and uh, season seven of Homeland and there's this thing on it where basically she downloads something and this hacker takes control of the computer. And I thought, hang on, this is a little bit, First of all, Facebook taking 50 quid off me to verify my identity. Facebook knows more about me than my mother does probably. You know, there's photographs, there's birthdays, there's friends, there's all these things. There's a million different ways Facebook are able to verify I am who I am. They could send a message to my personal Facebook account if they wanted, and I can respond to them. You know, it's just something didn't ring true. So so I said to the guy, listen, if you don't mind... I need to look at something. I'm going to give you a call back. And he said, yep, no problem. I put down the phone. I called the guy who supplied me the numbers in the first place. And he said, that sounds like it's a fraud. You know, he said, I can't imagine Facebook could ever ask money off you. So I thought, oh, great. So now not only have um, I lost the, the business page, but it looks like, you know, I've divulged details to Hackers Anonymous kind of thing. And, yeah, yeah. you know, what's going on next? So I, I left it. And Thursday morning, I had a call around about half ten. It was a, a chap with uh, an Indian accent calling up asking to speak to Andrew Morgan. Um, he's from Facebook Advertising. And uh, he understands he's got a problem. He'd like to help me with it. And I said, yeah, all right, mate. Pull the other one. I spoke to your mate yesterday. And, uh, you know, I, I kind of realized it was a scam. So, you know, unless you can prove that you're from Facebook, I'm not interested in talking to you. And he said, well... Uh, how do I prove I'm from Facebook? I said, I don't know, but you're gonna have to do it because I haven't got time for this shit, you know. And um, he he said, um, oh, okay, um, I'll send an email through to you. I said, yeah, yeah, do that. Send an email. Bye. I put the phone down and uh, check my email throughout the day. And you know, a couple of hours later, midday, nothing through. Remember, twelve thirty. There's an email coming through from a genuine Facebook email address, copying in a support ticket that I'd sent them through the website. Bro, going back, you know, about five, six days previous, saying, uh, I don't know what really went on there, but uh, if you'd like help, give, um, you know, I'm, I'm here. Um, all, the best, all the best. Um, Andiola, I think his name is. Right. And I thought, balls. You know, I, I just told somebody who could actually help us to go run. So I sent him an email straight away saying, listen, I'm very, very sorry. I'll explain why I acted in such a way, but can you please give me a call? So I told him about this and he confirmed. He said, there's no way Facebook would ever ask money off you to confirm your, to verify yeah, your details. Yeah, yeah. So I had spoken to somebody dodgy. This number was picked out from a forum and, you know, the guy was only trying to help, but yeah. I thought that they might be official police numbers and, and they weren't. 
Anyway, I spoke to this guy, and it seems that not many people can actually help us for what we want. Um, right, okay. So uh, he said, listen, what I can do is submit um, a request for this to be looked at in detail. I can pass it through the right department. I told him that we're innocent in all this. If there's been anything that we've done wrong, we'll take it down. And, you know, please go us on the right way. But you know, the page is too important for us to lose. We need to have it back. You know, we're not promoting anything offensive. You know, all the things yeah, we've yeah, spoken yeah. about before. And he said, yep, yeah, that's not a problem. I can't really relay any of this, but I'll pass it on to the relevant people. He said, just be warned, though, that when they get back to us, they'll either just put the page back up and everything will be fine again, or they'll say, we stand by our reasons and they won't give you a reason. And I have a big, big problem with that. You know, and I do. The, the guy got back to me yesterday and said, listen, I know you've been waiting. Apologies for this. You must be quite anxious, but um, I haven't given anything back yet, so please be patient. Which I think the world of, you know, just being kept just in the loop. Be, of, you yeah. know, it's um, the thing that's been the source of agitation throughout all of this has been... The silence. Silence and not being able to have a conversation with somebody. So the fact that this guy is being as helpful as he is, you know, I'm, I'm appreciative and... I feel sorry sometimes for, you know, these people who work in insurance companies who work in kind of banking, whatever. They're one of, you know, thousands of different people to um, to answer the phone. And it's just by luck that they've picked you and you're angry at the organization, but they take the brunt of it because they're the, you know, they're the only kind of earpiece we got for our complaint. But, yeah. you know, he, yeah, credit where credit's due. You know, this guy is really um, just, you know, he's kept in touch and he's been nice and that's all we want. Yeah, I think it's positive that you know if it's if it's going to be looked at in more detail, then um, sorry, that was a loud slip. My, <laughs> my my tea drinking skills have come directly out of the postman pat kind of handbook. <laughs> <laughs> if you uh, you're too um, young for a postman pat, every every sip would be <sighs> lovely cup of tea, Mrs. Goggins. Or whoever, Granny Dryden actually used to make the tea. But anyway, sorry, I digress. <laughs> I think, you know, for it to be looked at in more detail is what we need mm. because it's obviously a snap decision on something. So last night was uh, the broadcast of the X ray program, the grand from, premiere. The, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, well, I was really, really nervous. Mm. Really nervous because you don't know how these things are going to come across. I think I mentioned last week, Fair Play, I was a dreadful interviewee, you know, because talking with us, you know, three in the room, you relax and, you know, you can waffle and that's fine because everything that I said could be taken in a number of different ways and because it was a couple of strangers in the room, yeah, they had a, they, they had a real tough time, I think, to try and find a little bit of usable footage of me. So anyway, they put something up on Twitter on Sunday, I think, which Lucy Owens um, tweeted. Right. And kind of promoted a bit, saying about a small guitar shop in Trafarest, um, struggling with Facebook, watched uh, yeah, um, all that kind of thing. We told quite a few of our friends and family and uh, followers put up on social media, all that kind of thing, didn't we? Yeah. Where we could. And I was left kind of relieved that it didn't come across badly, Really frustrated with the. Um, it it seems uh, you know the so um, Shanice is it or Shanice Plume Plume yeah um, which is a name out of toast isn't it <laughs> yeah um, Doctor Shanice Plume uh, from Cardiff Met University she's a doctor in social media it, it seemed like she was answering a question but it wasn't our question do you know what I mean that that's how it kind of come across and yeah i was i was watching and you know upon reflection you know like in the minutes afterwards i just thought yeah it didn't really do us any favors this you know it it was a great advert for the shop and yeah. in fact you know today going into ponty a couple of people um said so an x-ray last night you know and uh, we had a guy call up uh, to say i saw the program last night didn't realize he existed so if we get a little bit of exposure from this you know there's got to be some good to come out of this situation hopefully the good will be us getting the page back but if it's meant a little bit of exposure brilliant yeah you know uh, brilliant if it's on top of getting our page back you know it's not yeah. gonna substitute having our old page back but no. with regards to you know what's happened 
you know, which we don't need to go through again by any means. But if on the credit, you know, underneath her name when it when it came up, it said Dr. Shani's Plume, Facebook underneath, you know, she worked for Facebook. I think, you know, maybe so, you know, because what she said didn't really make any sense with regards to our, our no, situation. No, it seemed to be that that conversation that they had at the end, so Lucy Owen and uh, Dr. Plume had uh, a conversation at the end and it, it was more like generic like if anyone watching has had yeah. is having the problems the th- rather than trying to solve our situation the thing is you know the there was a, we were lucky to be on that program for um you know because they must have lots of inquiries but there's another aspect to it as well in as much as the BBC cannot advertise so when yeah. at the interview I wasn't allowed my t-shirt on because it had the A strings logo on um you know if you look at you know the shots they had of the of the guitar walls and the the strings, they didn't focus on anything too much. They didn't do any expansive shots of the shop or anything like that. It was quick kind of yeah. edits because they can't be seen to promote a, a shop yeah. uh, or goods or anything like that, which, you know, is absolutely right. So Dr. Plume was answering a question that would have been quite suited to like a community's page or a, a personal profile. Anyone's page, yeah. But, you know, when it comes to a business profile page, which is what we're dealing with here, it, it just didn't seem to have any relevance whatsoever. And um, I've had quite a few people actually tell me today, um, saw you on there, um, lovely to see the shop on there, but I don't think it did you any favours. You know, it's uh, frustrating. But uh, I've had Haley from the BBC call um, email me today yeah. just to ask if there's any update. And they'd like to know if there is an update. So I'd like to think that maybe if we get a resolution out of this, we'll... You know they'll go on there and they'll say. I think they they update don't they on certain stories. Yeah, and all of a sudden, you know, I'm starting to think. Right, is there a chance that maybe people will think that we've done something bad or something wrong? You know, so if it's resolved in a positive way, it'd be nice for them to to kind of mention it on there just to make just sure to that we're that in we, the right. Yeah. yeah. But I've emailed Nick Clegg this afternoon. Old Nicky. Old Nick Clegg. I always think of that Simpsons line. Ah, Mr. Clegg, with a leg for an arm and an arm for a leg. Do you have a Dr. Nick? Right. Accidentally sews one onto the other. Yeah. Anyway. I think that's it. Yeah. So now is it biscuit news? Yes, Andrew. Now it is biscuit news. Thank you. Biscuit news! So today we have had biscuits bestowed upon us by Thomas. Well, James from 440 is meant to be coming in today. And he's been made aware of the podcast and we've said about the biscuit news. Is he here? Well, I don't know. I heard the door go a little bit earlier on. But he's been made aware of it. So first of all, I'd like to see if he's brought any biscuits. But secondly, he didn't bring us anything for Christmas either. Korg gave us a lovely box of chocolates. And he's in competition with Korg in as much as two of his best mates are Korg reps. So he's always you can always see he dies a little bit inside when he sees Takamins on the ball. <laughs> and uh yeah, if if the Korg display the Vox display is looking healthy, you know, he kind of puts his head down in a Charlie Brown kind of manner. So, you know, there's a way to combat that. Or a way to fight your your corner anyway. That brings in some biscuits. That's not to say that we will promote you above others for biscuits because Did, we might be breaching some sort of policy from someone somewhere. somewhere. <laughs> I wish people could see the way that your head was shaking there. Because yeah, just it adds effect. Why didn't you nip out there, see if he's there, right. and say, hey man, how are you doing? Have you brought any biscuits? And, then and, he says, and he'll either go, yep, here they are, and we'll come back and we'll speak. We'll talk about him in glowing terms. Or you'll go, oh, do you know what? I can, I've i been in a rush today. Oh, it, it's been mental. I've been meant, I was meant to be here for four o'clock and it's it's late now. So go on, see what the reaction is. So I'm going to go out there and I've got to say, yeah. hey, good to see you, Biscuits. Adam Fear, roving reporter. Go and on. Then if he says no, I go, oh, well, I've got to, I got to go back in the room because we're recording and I'm going to out here to see if you've got Biscuits. Yes. Right, that's okay. Go. Now that he's gone. Should we talk about it? God, he's annoying, isn't he? Oh. oh, look at me, I've got brown hair. Oh, look at me, I've got blonde hair. Oh, look at me, I've got no hair. <laughs> oh, look at my skin, like a colouring book. Colour me in, colour me in. He actually edits this, doesn't he? So, <laughs> so this, is, <laughs> this isn't staying him. 
Adam! Is he there? And are there any biscuits? He's there. C- come in. Have you brought us any biscuits? Have I bought you any oh, biscuits? Oh, uh, so he answers a question with a question. So <laughs> No, he's he's not brought us any biscuits. See you later, guys. Cheers, man. So disappointed. Well, just because you are on a diet, <laughs> yeah. And uh, no, I didn't bring any but you any biscuits because I'm mm. on a diet. Okay, right. Interesting. Right. Well, sorry, sorry, listeners. Hoping for some live, live biscuit. <laughs> yeah, live biscuit news. Yeah. Uh, we would tell you where who James works for, but uh, we seem yeah. to have forgotten. Seems like he's just peed on his tuck biscuits. So I'm going to try one of these tuck biscuits, which I imagine the cheese in it tastes like vomit. All right. Uh, I can't remember. I, I, I don't think that they're awful. I When I saw the pack earlier on... They are, they are, like, they are like, cheap. As in, not, you know, very, like, extremely processed. Thoughts on the tuck? A salty biscuit. Yeah. And, you know, the inside has got the texture of, like, a, a custard cream. Mm, but it's savoury. But it's well, it's not even savoury. Doesn't taste or anything. I'm just getting over a cold. Ah, yeah. But um, well, I noticed them earlier on. I said, Tom, I said they look disgusting. He said, Well, maybe you should buy the biscuits this week. So I think it's about the fourth week in a row he's had to buy biscuits. It's like, so it's I like, take that on board. So I'm gonna, I'm showing him respect by eating a, a it's, tuck. It's the grand finale next week as well. So we should, well, don't buy anything. We'll sort something out. We should all uh, make biscuits for next week. Make biscuits. Make biscuits. Oh, yeah. Get real. Do you know what? Tom doesn't say much, but when he does, it's gold. Gold. <laughs> Always believe in your soul. Make biscuits next week. Yes. That's not happening. Why? Because I can't make f- anything. I'll buy them. I'll, like, misshape them. Or I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll buy biscuits, burn them a bit, so it looks like I've... Why don't them. you get somebody who likes you? To make biscuits, a friend. Oh yeah, sorry, that's un- that's no. not very nice of me. Sorry, <laughs> got a better chance of making biscuits. Yeah, I have. Now the Tunnock's caramel um, wafers that look far more appealing. Mm. Um, we've built into like a, a we've we've had a good idea. We because of the shape of them, if you lay them in threes, you can you can build them up. Play Jenga. Play Jenga. Interesting fact, I pronounced it Jenga until the age of about 21 when somebody corrected me and said it's Jenga and I didn't believe them until... Because the first place I ever played it was Germany. Right. And I assumed it was called Jenga. There. And this is my first biscuit since last week as well. You know, since last week, when you said last week that it was your first biscuit since the week before. Yeah. So are you not having any? I might have something after. This biscuit news is about the... Sharing and um, enjoyment of watching each other eat biscuits. <laughs> More than six million of these biscuits made and sold every week. They're quite chewy. They call them biscuits, which is interesting. Because they're not really, are they? They're a chocolate bar. Um, Yeah, but it's covered in chocolate and it is a biscuit. Yeah. I think anything that crunches is a biscuit. I don't know. So biscuit news is nice and simple. Tux cheese biscuits and the Tanex caramel bars. Mm. Still, some... seems the overriding theme for this week's um, biscuit news was budget. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> look at his face. <laughs> Tom is seething. How much did you spend this week on uh, biscuit news, and? <laughs> All right. Next week, you wait. Biscuit news. So we got a new feature. Right. Tom's surprise question. Oh, okay. Which I think we're going to abbreviate to tsk. Tsk. Here's the jingle. Tom's surprise question. That's it. That's the jingle done. We've just recorded it. This week's surprise question is, what is the best Bond theme? Best Bond theme. Right, I've got, um, I know what I think the best Bond theme is. I've written them all, darling. I've written <laughs> What's yours? 
Um, right, I'll tell you mine then. I, if you, yeah, go on because I think I'm going to go classic, but I don't want it to be my favorite one. Um, mine's an end theme. Is that allowed? Is it allowed, Tom? I'll allow it this one. It's Katie Lang uh, surrender, which is the end theme to um, Tomorrow Never Dies. Oh, okay. And yeah, for that film, they had I think about three or four different themes in contention, didn't they? They had the yeah. Shell Crow one, which is the one that made it, which is a brilliant, brilliant song as well. Pulp did one, and I had that because it was on the B side to Help the Aged, and that's a that's a good one. And but the, the, the Katie Lang one is just it's the best song she's ever sung and written. I think it's an amazing vocal performance. Right at the end, she sings a note. Uh, I think it's David Arnold as well does all the orchestration for it. So it's a massive sounding thing. And um, yeah, she this note goes on for, it's got to be about 20 seconds, maybe 25 seconds. It's phenomenal. One of the best performances, vocal performances of anything ever, I think. Really? Yeah, I love it. Yeah. So that's, that's my favourite one. So, I, yeah, I, I've got close kind of... Other ones I like as well. Go on. Yeah. So mine would be an you know would be the obvious kind of stuff. Living that die kind of thing. Yeah, I, I do. I re, you know I actually I like, I like that film as well. That's one of my favorite film of the films. So is your choice? Um, is your choice going to be influenced by how good the film was? No, 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 no. I'm just I'm thinking of the songs and sort of the the production of the song and yeah. What makes me think of Bond? But what makes me think of Bond is stuff like Goldfinger. And diamonds are forever. The Goldfinger, yeah. Diamonds are, diamonds forever. are forever. I did them all, darling. Do they? Did they kind of have a for a long time? Did they have pretty much like a set formula for the Bond songs? Yeah, did they were because they were all very similar, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, the with a the Bond theme, I think that you know, it's not just a case of writing a good intro song mm. it's or end song song needs to have a theme in it that you can regurgitate throughout the film for the chase scenes and for the you know where the orchestra kind of yeah. does it so like with live and let die you know chase scene da-na-na, da-na-na, mm. yeah. da-na. and then you know in a dramatic bit you'd have the um bow, bow, mm. bow, bow. you know yeah. you can reuse that song in loads of and when it comes to the orchestral kind of stuff like the you only live twice and Goldfinger and all these things. It's quite easy to have those themes recurring. Yeah, which is why I think you know things like the the Jack White and Alicia Keys one is a good song, but it wasn't a Bond song. I feel I do feel like the the, the more modern ones are less thing like Chris Cornell. Chris Cornell, brilliant. I I, I yeah. really like that song. You know, um, but the, again, the was it a Bond theme? That's that's the thing. It doesn't scream Bond, does it? I uh, but did uh, Garbage do one? Yeah. Right. That's yeah, also which just... one did they do? Is it tomorrow? Um, um, what's the one? GoldenEye was before. The World Is Not Enough. Yeah. Oh, was it? Yeah. Yeah, Madonna did Die Another Day, didn't she? That was awful. <laughs> but, yeah, no, there's so many good ones. Yeah, I like the Chris Cornell. I, I like the Adele one, you know. Obviously, it needs to be a strong song in order for it to get through the, the vetting process. But you put a big orchestra with horns and timpanies and all the rest of it onto a song and it becomes bond i think you've got to you've got to have the bond theme layered in there somewhere as well haven't you yeah you've got to have that kind of yeah well you know living that die never that's true but um about when was it about 2000 cents it's got to be about 12 years ago i started writing a bond theme all right yeah i had a introduction a verse and a chorus no lyrics or anything was it what style was it? Was it like the grand original stuff? It, it was actually, it sounds, it, it predated Adele's uh, song mm. by about five, six years. And it was quite similar to that kind right. of thing. Yeah. Not as good as it is. Annoyingly. What's your favourite, Tom? I think it might be um, We Have All the Time in the World. Yeah. It was the last thing he ever recorded, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah. And yeah, that song kind of brings it to my eye. It's, I, I love that song. That's a good surprise question. Tom's surprise question. So, 
as a bit of a feature this week, we thought we'd discuss strings. It's a, it's a conversation that can go as deep as as you like. You know, it. it we've got. I think last count is some like a thousand fifty different skews of, of strings yeah. in the shop, and you know you get brands, then you get ranges, and then you get gauges. Yeah, and so you know between you know individual skews, we got over a thousand different sets, and a lot of people, most people are impressed. Some people just kind of scoff and say, "Why?" It's because there's a lot of different ones out there. And, mm. you know, even between manufacturer to manufacturer, you know, you can, like a set of 9 to 42s, Ernie Ball and Daddario, you get people that are absolutely yeah. hell-bent. You know, they will not use one. They will only use the other. And, you know, so if you're at a stock of one, you know, they just won't even entertain the other ones. No. They're more likely to get a posher set of, of the ones that they're, um, of, of the brand that they, they want. The... Brand loyalty is bigger in strings than anything else that we do, really, I think. I think so. What yeah. do you use? Uh, Alexa. Exclusively? Yeah. I thought you were NYXL. No, I did... I was on the NYXL for a long, long time. And then the OptiWeb stuff came out and we tried them. And it was just... I've, I've had OptiWebs on... Say, for example, the PRS. I cannot remember when I restrung it. Really? That's how long it's been, and they mm. feel like new yeah. when you pick them up. The only time you change elixirs, especially with the OptiWebs, where they don't fur where you mm. pick, the only time you change is if you need to clean the guitar. So mm. if you need a fretboard condition or a bit of a polish. So um, same with acoustic, you only use elixir? No, so the acoustic, that's what I've been doing the most experimented. experimented with at the moment. So the set that's on there now are the Paradigms. Right. Uh, because we put them on your tailor um, mm. and some guitars that came in on the restring event for the Paradise, yeah. and they all sounded amazing. So I give them a go. Yeah. Yeah. But there's a few, there's been a few with the acoustic which, that I like. So with the elixirs, is it because you can put them on the guitar and you can just forget about them? Or is it, um, or are you a bit more discerning when it comes to, you like the the tension or the feel of them, you know, like compared to what do you, what do you use before the Optiwebs? Um, I was probably on NanoWebs before them, and then before that would have been NYXL. Yeah, I've got a set of paradigms on my Supro because we did the restring event. Yeah, and we had them change at the same time. They're fine. Uh, the only thing I've noticed now, going from something like an Elixir to something else, is that wound strings now feel rougher mm. or more coarse mm. because you'd lose you've, the coatings yeah. gone. Uh, that. Something interesting about um, you know bass strings, which is obviously amplified because you've got you know, the, the string is much thicker. Yeah, um, I'm always really surprised when I feel a set of rotor sounds because the the most popular rotor sounds the you know, the orange packs. Yes, they're um, stainless steel um, wound. Okay, and they're far more coarse against the fingers than like a normal set of nickel wound. Right. Yeah, because steel is a harder material mm. as well, isn't it? Yeah. Do you find that you notice a difference in sound with regards to the electric strings? It's, I think that's... I've never A-B'd it, and if you A-B it... I think that that's only going to be really applicable when you've got a really, really clean signal. So, you know, if you're trying to do, like, the Hank Marvin thing or the Knopfler kind of sound... Yeah. Well, you know, getting, like, a, a pure nickel string as opposed to a nickel wound, you do get bit more warmth there and a bit more kind of twang when um you need it i think yeah but yeah you put it through a distorted rig and you know i don't think that you can really tell the difference no it's a conversation that's come up a couple of times and, and we've discussed it but for me there's this thing that guitarists are the worst for i think is focusing on like the microscopic details <clears throat> when it's just like not gonna make you play it's not gonna, well it's not gonna make you play better. the feel and, and the thing of the string will make you play yeah. better but you know, the fact that you're going to have to hold a stethoscope up to your whatever to, to hear the difference. You know, we have customers come in that have tried, you know, different materials, different wines, different gauges to get these different tones on their guitars. And they've probably spent more time changing and swapping strings than playing yeah. the guitar. Mm. It's, yeah, I don't know. Don't sweat the small stuff. 
Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. But, you know, comfort is a massive part of it. And sometimes you can uh, just get used to something and, you know, close your mind off that there are actually, you know, different things that you can use that will just naturally make your plane better. So yeah. I've always used just standard taut X picks. Right. Greens or blues. You know, that is why I've always um, used when playing. And it's only the last three, four years where I've looked at things like the Tortex 3s, which kind of come to like a... To the point. Yeah. To a point. It, the, the sharp ones are way too sharp. They, yeah, they are. That's right. They take away too much. But something like the Tortex 3s or the Wedge, slightly using that. And man, the difference... Mm-hmm. Of you know just you know the accuracy and you know what you're able to do you know phenomenal way beyond my expectations I tried it I tried them kind of scoffing as I kind of picked them up thinking I try them they're not going to do anything but yeah I noticed a, a massive difference with it so yeah. you know the same can be said if your fingers are reacting to you know the gauge or the you know the material of what you're using or the tension stands to reason oh, I think that, so. you know maybe it would improve your you're playing yeah and you've got things like the drs which have a lower tension don't they mm. because they are round core as opposed to hex mm. core you've got maxiflex mm. which optima and i think that there are ways to experiment with without changing gauges too mm. much because you know something like the my strat now i can't i couldn't put anything lighter on it because it's just gonna yeah. be too bendy but it'd be quite nice to maybe try a different have you hybrid like, set you know that said, you know, so predominantly I use Optimas, mm-hmm. and I've been using them since I was about 18, 19 years old. Well, that's um, the Golds, is it? Yeah. So, you know, quite a while now. But before then, I was completely not brand loyal, you know. So I've got yeah. old packs at home still in, you know, in shoe boxes and stuff with, you know, the old Rotosound lying on, you know, bought from Gamlin's God, in yeah, yeah. 1995 kind of thing. I got like Ernie Balls, and I was all over the place with gauges and with brands. You know, I, I didn't care, you know, sometimes I'd have. 11s on there, other times out of 8s, other times out of... When I settled on Optimas, you know, I started using them to begin with because, I, you know, my hero used them, you know. Yeah. But there's a real kind of feel button that I really, really love. But, and this is what I was going to ask you, you know, the gold ones suit the red special absolutely amazingly. And actually, I put them... Uh, I think I put a set on my Les Paul, and they're absolutely amazing on there. But they don't work on a Fender. You know, they just... they Something about Optima Golds on a... A Fender guitar for me, they just don't work. You know, right, okay. they're um, what feel wise? Yeah, or, right. Feel. Okay, so the feel of the strings with that guitar just does, I I can't. That's really interesting. Yeah, obviously, you know, when you're changing scale lengths and all that kind of thing, you got to take ga- uh, gauges into consideration. Mm. But I started using like the Optima, uh, the Optima Chromes on right. my Telecasters, and they sound and play phenomenally. You know, they so got is it the Chromes of, that's on your Thin Line? Uh, no, on there, I believe it's a set of Dadarius or something. Oh, okay. Because um, that plays that plays really, really nice, that telly. Yeah. I don't know um, what's on there, but... Oh, that would have been interesting. If um, quite a few of the other um, ones have just got the Optima Chromes on, and they really, really bite. Somehow, I don't know how, but I've got a pack of Elixir 1946s at home, which I put on my Les Paul Double Cutaway. Oh, yeah, yeah. One, and... I just don't enjoy playing that guitar anymore because With, I don't uh, enjoy... Nanoweb or Optoweb? Uh, Nanoweb. Oh, so the thicker... Coating. Yeah, the code. And you know, I can't go back to them. I, I, it, I, we've restrung a couple and it's, they, they feel slick. This was my main gigging t- guitar, the yellow double cutaway one. Yeah. And, you know, I love it. I, I still do because, you know, it's... It is an amazing s- Such a thin finish on it. It's worn in and it's naturally kind of uh, relic as opposed to... Um, you know, as opposed to you know, fake relics, yeah, like we talked about last week, yeah, on like on your guitars, <laughs> <laughs> they are, they are, yeah. But um, yeah, so you know, for the short amount of time I was gigging, you know, this guitar was my main thing, and so I adore it. And the P90 sound amazing, everything about it's great. But the strings I've got on it at the moment just take away all enjoyment, and I don't play it because the strings I'm rusted, and then. You know, they're perfectly good strings. I won't take them off the guitar, so I'm finding that I'm not using that one at all. Mm. Dadaru's probably got the widest selection of strings. Yeah, definitely. You know, uh, in terms of gauges. In gauges and, you know, and it might seem over the top to have, you know, a set that's nine and a half to 44 
or 10 and a half to 48 or, you know, 13 to 62 and all. But, you know, we sell all of them because yep. people weren't aware of them before, but, you know, nines are always a little bit too light. Tens are always a little bit too heavy. This, you know, nine, nine and a halfs, we buy them maybe five packs at a time every two, three weeks or so. And every... Every time we're every buying time Yeah, yeah, nine can, and a half. They so. go. Definitely. And, you know, the same can be said for, you know, things like the... 11 to 54s and the 11 to 56 and you know all lack the the heavier ones as well because people you know you'd have to buy these things online before you know so it's make up your own sets and stuff yeah mm. yeah it always makes me laugh when people buy say for example you've bought uh strat american standard strat what's that 1400 pound mm-hmm. you inevitably get that person will then come in and you're looking at strings and your strings are the most immediate tonal change you can make on the guitar. Yeah. So they spent £1,400, but then, you know, the conversation is, oh, what, what you know, what strings do you recommend? Oh, well, Elixir's are 70, I'm not paying mm. 17.99 for strings. Mm. I'm not paying, you know, £12 for strings. Mm. So what's the cheapest set of strings you got? Which, you know, only by the way it is, Ernie Ball, mm. I think are the, at kind moment, of cheapest yeah, at the moment, yeah. yeah. But it always makes it just makes me wonder. You'll pay, yeah. You uh, haven't got a ceiling for no. your instrument, but then the thing that will affect your tone pretty much the most, you know, a dead string will. It's, it's that instant. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just yeah, just interesting that there's that people won't pay the price of a premium string. It's, it's and it's the bad cable kind of yeah you know, thing, and you know it's um yeah the analogy is buying a Lamborghini and putting really really cheap. Tires on it. Part one budget, yeah. Yeah. I'm not paying for I'm not paying for proper tires. <laughs> and go through them. Acoustic wise. Yes. When if if I had to record something, I'd probably put like a set of Didario EJ like Fossil Bronze on there. Because EJ sixteen are the best selling acoustic string we do. And I think the best sounding acoustic string, the only thing is they only last for you know, the tone will last you three or four hours before it kind of settles down and you know it's perfectly playable for months and months people keep on for years but you know that new string sound that's where elixir is quite clever with with the elixir thing i've had a set of elixirs on my guitar at home Uh, i think i changed them after 16 months and even after 16 months they still sounded new they had that kind of zing when you first strum Mm -hmm. but then the resonate string, the resonating sound afterwards, sounds kind of dull and muted. Yeah, so that's what I've kind of found with elixirs. That yeah, they will sound and feel like a new string for a long time, but it's only that immediate sound. I think that you know the after kind of tone is a little bit kind of um, yeah. I think on acoustic, it's a lot more important to um, yeah to to try different strings because each acoustic is different, even if you had two identical models mm. they're both different and i think different there'll be a string for that tone. wood you know for that particular guitar yeah. wouldn't it you yeah. know it's yeah yeah definitely you know ex the exp didarios are are nice which is what most come with mm. um they're yeah. really nice it, it is strange that you know i guess that's the best endorsement you can give or didario are shrewd and they're giving people the strings to put on their guitars just to kind of market it but market the brand but you know the majority of guitar brands out there do put the diaries on on the on their guitars, don't mm-hmm. they? You know, it's. Um, yeah. I think the only ones that don't the Fender because they've got their own. Well, yeah, but you know, even the Fender strings were made by Dadari up until about two years ago. Yeah, yeah. Fender have got um, the Bullet Machine, so they used to make their own strings back in the day, and um, Fender Bullets, mm. you know, is a different end. So basically, yeah. if you got a Stratocaster, it sits on the sits in the bridge, far more snugly i guess to allow maximum kind of string vibration and they reckon it improves tune stability tone all the rest of it sustain Mm -hmm. yeah but um they stopped making their strings quite a while ago so basically what they do they just whoever they're in bed with at that particular moment to make their strings up until a couple of years ago as i mentioned it was Dario. they send the bullet machine over to Dario's factories and Dario will make fender bullets um, fender bullet strings on that machine and it's a patented thing so nobody else are allowed to bring out bullets 
you know, so you can't bring him out any under, under any other kind of name. Um, and I don't know. I don't, it might be GHS that makes them now. I'm not sure. But there's oh, another right. American company that makes them, uh, the fender strings. And they had to ship the, the machine ship over the machine. and get it installed. So. That's interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. They're the only ones that are really radically different in that way, aren't they? Ball because most have got yeah. the ball end, haven't they? Yeah. Yeah. Double ball end. Yeah. But, yeah, same kind of thing. Anyway, that was a proper geek fest. Yeah. So if you're new into the guitar world, uh, you might have just gone through 20 minutes of what seems like a different language. You've got to keep it to 20 minutes now. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> and if we haven't done 20 minutes, yeah. I have to fill it. I have to take Tom's jokes from earlier. <laughs> and put um, but if you've got any questions... Yeah, if, if there's anything you'd like us to discuss... Drop us a message or leave a comment in the uh, comment section of the yeah. podcast. Smiles. 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 So, have we got an Elwin Smiles this week? Uh, Elwin Smiles is email uh, this uh, well yeah but he's, the um, so what, what what tends to happen is I'll get a message directly off him with the with the audio clip and uh, he is MIA yeah well maybe I can do a, a, like a reaction you know you can kind of slot in here and I can do a reaction so hang on three two <laughs> classic Elwin Thanks for that, mate. Thanks, dude. So maybe we can slot that in. Just do that. Just do that. Okay. Just make sure that you put it on the right side of the edit. Oh, of course. Yeah. But now everyone's heard your fake laugh. <laughs> so when they're in the Classic. shop. When they're in the shop. <laughs> Classic Adam. Right. That's the one. That's the laugh. This week, we had a brand new car wash open in our village which is run by a group of Eastern European guys. Um, anyway, took my car there, had five of them swarm around it for about 10 minutes, at the end of which it looked like it was brand new and they only charged me a fiver. Amazing. Um, but anyway, it got me thinking about a time when I went down to visit my mother down in West Wales um, about a year or so ago. Now, my mother was at the time 82 and uh, took her out for a little drive in the car and she said, oh, while we're out... Why don't we go and take your car for a car wash? He said, there's this lovely new car wash down by Tesco's. And I thought, oh, OK. So anyway, we drove into this car wash. And so I said to my mum, I said, oh, another bunch of Eastern European guys with a car wash. And she said to me, oh, they're from Poland. And I said, all oh, right. How do you know that then, mother? She said, well, there's a big sign on the wall over there. So I looked across at the wall and there's a big sign on the wall saying car wash, polish, hand wash. And I just thought... Oh, mother. <laughs> <laughs> Classic Elwin. Thanks for that, mate. Thanks, dude. Smiles. Elwin smiles. Top, top five. Tom's top five. Top, 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 top five. five. <laughs> <laughs> this week's top five is uh, Comic Relief official songs. Oh, I like it. Yeah, because was, it was your idea. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I've only got three. Well, you've only why got have, three. But why have you only got three? Because they are so awful. Mm, okay, we'll... we'll Could you we'll do discuss. like your, do your top three, but then pick, like, your two worst ones, the ones you hated the most, just uh, to make it a five? I can try. <laughs> <laughs> what, to whittle it down to two? <laughs> okay, so number three, I've gone for Show Me The Way To Amarillo. Tony Christie. Yeah. The video is brilliant in that. It, it is. I watched it today, and there is one um, s s uh, slight problem with it. It does contain Jimmy Savile. <laughs> does it? <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> like, like now, when they show it, they edit him out. Yeah. But, um, yeah Do they? Quite, I was quite Do they really edit the, the video? I think so, yeah. Oh, really? Well, really well you know, he, he was loved for, you know, for more years than he was hated. Yeah, it's, um... yeah but it's like uh, Jeffrey Dahmer turning it up. In, yeah. <laughs> in uh, something now, isn't it? Yeah. Different times. <laughs> anyway. Uh, number two, I've gone for The Stonk. 1991, Hail and Pace. Right. I know a lot about The Stonk. 
Reason being... I know nothing of the stonk. The stonk. <laughs> it's because it's got Brian May in it. Yeah, right? 1991, but, I was three. Yeah, right? But, so, well, we're not allowed to pick songs that you weren't old enough to enjoy. I'm just saying I, I know nothing of the stonk. Yeah, right, okay. So the stonk in itself, the, the song isn't... It's, it's, it had a dance to it. Hail and Pace. Do you remember Hail and Pace? I'm familiar with the, the names. Funnily enough... Um, Random fact: I bumped into Norman Pace in uh, in Cardiff on um, yeah. It, I do not. I remember the date as well. It was um, that's not important, is it? Really? <laughs> no, April the nineteenth, two thousand. No, the date's not one. important, but the tattoo of the date you, <laughs> of the memorial. Yes, yeah. yeah, so, um, but uh, Brian May producer, right? And okay. So in this comic relief song, I don't think people realise you've got Brian May, Tony Iommi, uh, David Gilmore, Cozy Powell, Roger Taylor playing instruments, and there's there's other people as well. Some really good kind of musicians in there. Neil Murray on bass, and uh, um, Mr Bean on drums. Mr Bean on drums. <laughs> there he is. Um, yeah, so the, the lineup in it yeah, wow. was absolutely brilliant. And it's, um, yeah, it was one of those songs that when I was younger, I, I, I liked it before I was a Queen fan. And then you know, years later, I was looking on the back of it and I see there's all this kind of Queen, uh, you know, related kind of stuff with it. So, but Just Describe the song because I don't, I'm not familiar with it and we can't obviously play it because it's a podcast. Well, you've got the, uh, the dance with it as well, don't you? Yes. It's um, something like, um, let's stomp to the rhythm of the honky tonk, like that. It's, and then stick a red nose on your car, and let's stomp. So a lot of hip kind of. All you've done is gyr- thrust at me. <laughs> a lot of hip gyrating. Yeah, it's not the dance, it was just. <laughs> <laughs> Show of intent. No, yeah. it's. <laughs> Showing you that I like you. I like you. No, it's. um. Yeah, so there's a lot of kind of that and right. like knee raising stuff. And looking back, it was you know bit country and western vibe. No, no, no. It was, oh, right. it was rock and roll kind of stuff. Bit, oh, okay. bit status quo actually. Ah, okay, oh, okay, yeah. Okay. But um, the the B side to that uh, was a song called the I think it was the Smile Song or something by Victoria Wood, and the lyrics in that are really, really you know it's it's a comedy song, but it's quite yeah. clever and it's, it's a really good one that one. Hmm. She she was a really good comedy songwriter. Yeah. 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 yeah, and penis, wasn't she? Sure. Yeah. Crap. <laughs> Fuck off. Next. Number one, uh, Living Dole, Clifford oh. and the Young Ones. Brilliant. 1986. 1986. Oh, so that was a... the first one, probably. Yes. I don't know. The... <laughs> so that was, a, that was a song for Comic Relief? Yeah. Oh, oh, but he had Living Doll was a, a, oh, yeah, one yeah, of Living Doll was from the 50s. And then, and then oh, so he, he did it with the young it with, ones. Right, okay, okay. And, um, yeah, have you seen um, the, the Queen Jubilee concert? Yeah. So he comes on uh, in his white suit and, and starts playing that. And, you know, there's certain songs that, you know, he probably feels, you know, this far down the line, this song has just been ruined by this version of it because, you know, the the additions that the young ones kind of ensemble kind of add to it. Mm. It's just brilliant. It And it's, it is one of those songs as well. When you listen to it, you do actually smile and you laugh at what's, what's kind of going on. It's, um, have you heard it? Oh yeah, I must've, I must've. Yeah. But um, in that, um, in the concert, sorry, the Jubilee concert, mm. you know, he was singing along and the crowd were kind of, <gasps> no way. Back. Were, so, well, doing all the young yeah, ones bits. So he was, he, um, Got myself a Ryan talking, sleeping with living doll. People going living doll like that. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's um, yeah. And you've got to do it, only now. It's it's brilliant. Oh, that's cool. So, so that was three. It, it, there's been a lot of rubbish ones, and it seems to be more so recently because they just take them too seriously. Like mm. you know, I can't. The re- McFly one is all about you. You know, that's that's not even that's not funny. So that's why. So originally they were comedy songs, comedy songs, yeah. and they just slowly got more and you more serious. Tripe from the Pet Shop Boys with um, the absolutely fabulous um, uh, girls, right? The, um, Banana Rama did a good one with French, French and Saunders. Saunders. Yeah, and Kathy Burke. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Kathy Burke. Yeah. And it was um, help. help. Yeah, Beatles. All right. And again, that's another one of those songs where um, help me if you can, I'm feeling down, down, down. Remember? Oh, right. Yeah, and so, yes, so something that people um, kind of think of when they think those songs. Think. Was there a Spice Girls one? And Dawn yeah. French and they were all kind of dressed up as... That was Mama, wasn't it? Was it? No, not Mama. I think it was a double... Double, double A side, wasn't it? Yeah. I don't know. So what, what did you really hate? Um, I hate uh, Boys Zone. Like, oh, uh, yeah. Uptown well, Girl. Oh, cool. Yeah, Flip Neck. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. To begin with, you have to transpose the song down to, you know, the only key you can sing in. Oh, well, it's that, that big a jump, is it? yeah. Yeah, right down there. And the key of a song adds, you know... It makes a massive difference, yeah. excitement of a song, yeah. I know, because we ruin songs every week. You don't too, don't you? Yeah, yeah only a half step. <laughs> Hendrix. I, Sabbath. My thing is that I, I sing uh, Proud Mary only a half step lower than Tina Turner's yeah. <laughs> Right, so can we get this over with? Because social media I know what's coming. Oh man, I know what's coming. It's pretty brutal this week, and you know, when I saw it, you I laughed sent, and I sent, sent it to Tom. to Tom. Yeah, have you seen it? No. Well, Tom showed it to Tristan Monday, and Tristan's called it you. And Tristan <laughs> laughed so hard, I was like, right, you got to tell me what it is because it's got to be that bad. I think he's going to say, and Tristan's called it. Call me it for the rest of the week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know, I know what it is. Yeah, I do know what it is. Yeah. Well, I'm glad because I, I wouldn't want live tears. Oh, okay. Because it, 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 it no, no. I, I this, think this th- one got processed. I think doing it. We've had a laugh in the past. You know, reptile hands and all that kind of thing. <laughs> but, <laughs> the worst thing was that X-ray BBC, like regional BBC Wales, and they they did a little clip pretending I was doing a uh, Facebook video or YouTube video, mm-hmm. uh, so like company video in the corner or whatever. Um, so they had me playing a little bit and they like focusing on my hands. I'm just like, oh, the whole of Wales. Is just <laughs> but it, you know, we've had a laugh with it, but mm. it's actually good for people to see, you know, the kind of nasty people that are out there that will take time out of their day to say yeah. the following into you, Tom. This comment is from BLD Light Painting. And which video is it off? the uh, performer telecaster gets a lot of comments that one mm. and this comment has already received a like <laughs> no <laughs> Tristan <laughs> starts off with beautiful playing son but how oh. pathetically sad to see such an immature ignorant boy inject ink into almost all of their skin largest organ of the human body Someone is crying out for attention since obviously your father and mother failed to raise you correctly. That's just harsh. <laughs> the- <laughs> so, the funny thing is that there's about three edits on that. He posted one, didn't he? And deleted it or changed it and did it again. And then he added Beautiful Playing Sun at the beginning. of Again. Yeah. Of, the, of the next one. So, it's like he wrote one and was like, no, that's not offensive enough. And then he wrote another one and he was like, yeah. <laughs> Or uh, maybe I'll give, you know, let's start it nicely. <laughs> but um, <laughs> sun is patronising from the outset, isn't it? Mm. But of course the attention-seeking. You're, you're on YouTube. <laughs> no, I suppose. And, and why not? So we were discussing it on Monday, and I think it's one thing to say about the tattoos, mm. because, you know, they are... They're in your face for these videos because... We're play, you know we're playing guitars and you focus on that the hands playing the guitars, da 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 da. So if you don't like it, you say about it, but that's and that's fine. You don't have to like it. It's not mm. your body. I don't care if you don't like it anyway. Okay. And there is an element to what he says because I think you have tattoos to express something and to be noticed a little bit. You know, mm. otherwise you just have tattoos under your clothes. Mm. You'd have you know if you if you were that kind of thing. So <laughs> it is it is a little bit of that. But then to sort of really like try and dig into why I get these tattoos and then try and deconstruct my family life is another thing again, I think. If, if you would taken the time to watch the video, you you come across as a nice character, which is why, you know, the YouTube uh, videos work. People mm. engage with you and they, and they like it. Mm. Your tattoos certainly do uh, provoke... Yeah, that's um, fine. 
some people love them. Some people absolutely adore them. You've got people on um, on Instagram that are following you because of your tattoos, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there really does seem to be an intolerance towards it. Yeah, there is. You know, with yeah, a certain kind of group of people that can't just turn off the video because, you know, that would be too easy. They've got to actually take some time out of their day to kind of yeah. create quite a creative... Mm. Um, you know, insult towards you, know, and I think yeah. so. It, I think it's good for people to know that it's not. Um, you know, we don't just get kind of you know good kind of you know uh, comments. You know, it's it's not a case of you know feeding egos doing these YouTube videos. No, you know, no, no, we're, no, we're doing it for the the good of the business. But you know, you are a target for people to um and, lean you know, to, and it seems more YouTube than anything else. You YouTube, won't get this YouTube on Facebook. YouTube is by far, by far the the most toxic place. Yeah, uh, Instagram is from what I've seen so far. I think, I imagine that if you get to a certain point of followers on Instagram, you're bound to just law of averages. You're bound to get, um, <coughs> mm. you're bound to get it. But as it stands, Instagram is, is wholly positive for all of us. There's not much of me on our, on the A-strings Instagram. Uh, but regardless, A-string, uh, Instagram is wholly positive. Twitter, Twitter again. Saying about the tattoo thing, uh, the Crimson Guitars, the guy that mm. runs Crimson Guitars, like if you see him, yeah, if you see him speak, you know, speaking and and comes across, he's the most well-spoken, polite person in mm. the world. But is bald with tattoos sort of all over his head. I can't imagine the he must get the same, the same yeah. level of the thing of, is, of it, shit. yeah. I don't have any tattoos, and I don't intend on. Mm. But you know, that's that's my choice. And I, in the same way with you know religion and Brexit and everything else, is that you know your views are your views, and you respect other people for their what they want to do and you get on with life so yeah. it's um yeah so see so, yeah, that's a solid six and a half yeah, yeah. I'd say so at best <laughs> only one more to go one, one more to go the grand finale yeah are you going to seriously make biscuits? Because I'm, I'm so yeah, everyone I will as well. is making biscuits. Not yeah, if, no, they're not. Everyone is making or pretending to make biscuits. <laughs> yeah, and you better will, right. I'll find them. I will find something that's oh, no. easy. I've got a thingy in the house. I got a better idea. Biscuits are easier. I got a better idea. I'm gonna get I'm gonna... the best coffee you can find. How? I'll, I'll I'll figure something out. But I won't be buying. I will try my best. Like I will try my best. On the internet ad and that's what I'm gonna do. That's what I'm gonna do. And then get my dad to help, okay? <laughs> Thank you very much for listening to the A-Strings podcast, episode nine. If you're not already, you can subscribe to our podcast. You can on, leave reviews, which helps us bump up. And if you're on Twitter or Instagram and you don't follow us already, we're at A-Strings UK. It would be nice, you know, seeing as, I mean, if you're listening, you know by now the whole Facebook debacle. Uh, so it'd be nice if... You do listen to the podcast, maybe just sharing it or retweeting that you've listened to it, maybe just to help us a little bit more. Mm. Um, yeah, just to get the podcast out there and hopefully get more listeners and get some uh, some fresh ears. Mm. But thank you for all your support so far, especially with the with the Facebook stuff as well. Yeah, so there's a lot. Leave a comment, subscribe, all the rest of it, and we'll see you next week for episode 10, the finale of season one. The grand finale. I've been Tom. I've been Andrew. I've been Adam. See you next week. Bye-bye. Why'd you have to say it like that? Bye-bye. Bye-bye! <laughs>